0: Good morning, this is D. Orlando Ledbetter of the Atlanta Journal-Constitution here with the 49th episode of the Bowtie Chronicles podcast, everything you need to know about the Atlanta Falcons. We're coming to you from Orlando, where the NFL's owners' meeting will wrap up later today with a press conference from Commissioner Roger Goodell. We were down here uh, mostly to talk to Falcons coach Dan Quinn and uh, get a outlook on some of the things that have been going on with the team here recently. And uh, look ahead to the draft. And, uh, you know, it's got a lot of good stuff coming for uh, you all from Coach Dan. But we wanted to start the podcast off here today with six players he identified who can elevate their game in 2018. Uh, we have having him on uh Video discussing the new players that were signed in free agency, uh, Brandon Fusco, Logan Paulson, and Justin Bethel. Uh, We'll talk about Arthur Motes. We were told to keep keep a watch on him as they look for more linebackers. Uh, Then some of the rule changes down here, and then we'll talk about the draft. So those are our five things for today's podcast, the 49th episode of the Bowtie Chronicles. Let's start in with the six players who can elevate their game in 2018. Some of them may surprise you, but Austin Hooper is not one that surprises us. Uh, He's the tight end going into his second year as the full-time starter, and Clearly, Coach Quinn expects him to make a big jump there uh, in his game. Ryan Schrader, the right tackle. Vic Beasley, a defensive end who sacks dropped off, uh, in part because of position change. And then Keanu Neal, the uh, strong safety, who can maybe take on even more of a bigger role in his third year as a starter. Nickelback Brian Poole. And lastly, Duke Riley, the... uh, linebacker out of lSU rookie linebacker who had a, a kind of an uneven rookie season so let's look at both of uh, all of those guys hooper coach said he needed to improve his uh self in the run game the numbers look good going from night eighteen to you know almost fifty catches last year but they think he could be a factor uh blocking in the run game a lot better ryan schrader you know just want to see him be a little bit sturdier he had a Kind of bouncy season with the concussion last year, but coach wants to see him get back to, you know, dominating out there on the right tackle spot. Vic Beasley, coach, talked about him being a pitcher and bringing his speed all the time on the outside, uh, but he talked about him being a pitcher, adding a new pitch, and how he'll need a inside counter move, you know, because he's coming around the edge so much. Um uh, You know, once you you know change it up a little bit and be able to come inside with an undercut move or uh, up and under or you know old school hunt move, but uh, he's gonna be going to uh, Chuck Smith, the legendary Falcon who's developed into the uh, pass rush guru around the league, and uh, hopefully uh, you know they think he can work on some of his inside moves to. Uh, help out the the defense. He'll be at left end in the nickel. Tackle be at some right, and they will flip, maybe flip, Coach said, and he just threw it out there. I don't think he's going to flip them, but uh, Vic is one that uh, can elevate his game in 2018. We'll have a story on this, too, here coming up. Keanu Neal, uh, you know, he talked about tackling and knowing when to pop people, when to not you know, not going for the kill shot every time. So that's just growth for him. Sometimes it's okay to just get the tight end down and stop the player wherever it's at and, uh, you know, not blow, try to blow somebody up and miss. And then you got a big play on your hands. So that's going to be his battle throughout his career though. So, uh, but if he can start figuring out how to do that, that would help the team out. Brian Poole it could be a third year starter at Nickelback. He'll be, uh, challenged by demonte casey who'll be coming into his second year and uh coach dan wants to see him at some nickelback this year for riley you know they they didn't uh they had high hopes for him last year and uh he started the season as a starter but then he got out there and uh uh you know was missing tackles and so forth and uh Duke had a a knee surgery, too, during the season that slowed him down. So then he just ended up being a special teams guy last year. But they still believe he can tackle in space and cover running backs and tight ends and man-to-man. So those are the six guys Coach Dan uh, believes can help out the team and elevate their games in 2018. And we're going to go to Coach Dan himself here. Uh, for, for wow, four minutes and 29 seconds, so hang in there with us, uh, you know, discussing the new players. ...inside this player, uh, certainly something we saw. We like the versatility
1: in the run game. For us to play into the wide zone scheme, you have to have ability to get lateral and really haul ass, you know, when you can get on the edge. So, we saw those two things, um, and, you know, we saw him in that scheme, you know, which also was a good thing for us to see, you know, in the scheme that he was in. Uh, both at Minnesota and at San Fran, where he could really get going and get running. So uh, we'll put him right into the mix, you know, a competition at the right guard spot. Um, you know, like we know the competitor, Wes, is, and uh, we're going to put him at right guard and uh, let those guys battle it out. But we're, we're uh, excited to have him here. Okay. All
0: right, and Paulson, the uh, big tight end from uh, Texas.
1: Yeah, so, um, you know, and we've, we've watched Logan for a while. You know, he came out of UCLA, um, and uh, at the line of scrimmage, is where he is best. Uh, it's the physicality you know to kind of block an outside linebacker or a defensive end and we wanted that part of our game really intact and so he brings uh that to our game you know in terms of playing in line uh the tight end so we call that the why and uh hope we move probably a little bit more where he can be outside and split out to do you know some of the pass catcher responsibilities that we ask him to do so with logan um some of the things that he'll do won't necessarily show up on the stat sheet, but it's the physicality that we felt we really needed uh, in our run game. You know, the, all the combination blocks that take place between a tight end and a tackle when you run wide zone lead. You better have, you know, really, you know, strong, you know, ability to, you know, get a guy pushed uh, all those blocks that happen. So uh, we're really pumped to have him to the group. And
0: uh, Bethel, Justin, Bethel, i guess. just seen in...
1: Yeah, so with Bethel, you know, the first thing that jumps out is the speed. And, you know, for us, uh, that's where it starts. Uh, he's had a terrific background on special teams. And for us, that's a real area of emphasis going into this offseason. You know, how do we improve our starting field position in the terms of how we cover? And that goes into kickoff coverage. That goes into punt coverage. And his experience outside at Gunner, you know, that's really where, okay, you better make sure you have put two in the vice. Uh, cause if he...
0: Let's coach Dan here. We're going to get back to that. Um, he's in the middle of Justin Bethel.
1: You know, he's going to get a lot of tackles. And so we like Bosch and all the stuff that he does. Uh, we're fortunate that he's able to directional punt. Uh, when you can do that, which a lot of teams do that's no secret, you know that uh, it allows the cover guys and okay we're going to put it over outside the numbers, use your speed to go get the guy and corral him in but uh, that's a real factor for us on teams first uh, and then we'll let him go and battle he's more of an outside guy, a corner for us with that speed and length um, you know in our system whether it's 3D for man to man the corner, you better stay on top and you have to have the speed to go on some of the long routes when somebody tries you so he you know fits the bill on both those um i don't know if you know or not he's from columbia you know from south carolina and uh so he's got a lot of you know people back there and and actually in atlanta as well so uh for him on the you know the visit you know getting a chance to talk to him about you know back here and being with family that's a cool thing
0: and then just re-signing shielding he was uh talked to his people it was a case where y'all liked him it was financial and it was out and saw some other places but he wanted to
1: come back and And so uh that was one of the things I really, um, you know, want the players to know, even as the free agency you know, portion went for a number of the agents to call back to Thomas, you know, prior to them going to another club. Hey, I just wanted to double check and make sure something didn't fall through. I thought that shows a lot of the locker room and the team that the, these guys have created amongst one another. They just wanted to make sure before they sign the dotted line somewhere else. That something didn't change, and I thought, what a good tribute for the players, you know, for the environment led that they've created here. So we're pumped to have him back. Um, he probably played about thirty percent last year. Derek did in the base package, um, and we'll see, you know, that role again going. And, and uh, I'm excited for him too, you know. Like, not only did he really want to be here, he feels like he has some stuff to, you know, put out there. He's really worked hard, and uh, he's ready to get rolling. Uh, sure. Want
0: to kick it around? Sure. <laughs> Coach Dan Quinn from the owners meeting down here in Orlando discussing Brandon Fusco. That's what he started out with. Um, he's the uh, right guard. He'll be coming in. Logan Paulson and then Justin Bethel. And then a little bonus, Derek Shelby. Uh, it's interesting offseason for Derek. He was released for financial reasons. Uh, went around visiting, I believe, the Browns in Seattle and then was like, before he was signed and he's just doubled back to the Falcons and uh they still had some money left and were able to, you know, put, you know, him at a uh, two point five million dollar level, which, you know, he was slotted to make about four. Uh so, you know, about a one point five million dollar cut. But it's a four million dollar cut if it's zero. So um He's back, and uh, they're going to be counting on him to help in the uh, nickel defense. Coach said he played 30% of the time. I was told, uh, you know, yesterday working lobby over at the uh, meeting to, you know, the Falcons missed out on Pernell McPhee, who went to the Redskins. I guess he likes the D.C. area, the DMV, after starting his career with Baltimore. And uh, so he's going there. Uh uh, I was told to keep eye on Arthur Motz, the Steel. He's a guy the Falcons wanted a couple years back when he was uh, up for free agency, a former Steeler linebacker, and he's still in play, still a possibility. But other than that, nothing much will be going on here. They'll be getting prepared, full steam ahead for the draft, so... Um, you know, that's our fifth thing. Now, rule wise here at the owner's meeting, uh, the big one was the catch rule. And then yesterday, the crown of the helmet rule. You can't lower your head. We're gonna call this the Ryan Shazier rule. Poor kid, uh, you know, former Ohio State Buckeye who used to lower his head a lot in college, to be truthful, and, uh, did it in the NFL, and, uh, you know, his career is over now. And you really need to keep your head up and see what you're hitting, uh, you know, uh, in the game today at all levels. And, uh, you know, I know we uh, were taught to, you know, see what you hit. And uh, if you do that, you're going to keep your head up. But I was talking to a long time Buffalo News beat writer Vic Carucci last night. And Vic was like, well, what do fullbacks do? You know, fullbacks are going to lead block. They got to naturally Lean in with their head. I guess you got to walk through the whole standing up now. That's a lead blocker. So it's going to be hard to to legislate that one, I think. Uh, But, you know, you do need to get the head out of the game. Uh, I don't know if we're moving more towards a rugby deal, but uh, you certainly uh, I understand where they're coming from, but uh, it's going to be hard to, to do that. So that's the controversial one. Uh, I think here some of the other ones are, you know, more mundane and we're not an arcane uh, rule situations that, uh, you know, we'll have online for you and you can go get them, get them there. Now, lastly here, before we wrap it up, we got the draft coming up April the 26th through the 28th in Arlington, Texas. And uh, once we get back from the owners meeting, we'll start preparing full steam ahead for the draft. Try to get a mock draft out there every Friday here leading up to the draft. We'll start our position-by-position position series, our draft profiles. We've got a lot of stuff planned for you here heading up to the draft. It's pretty clear the Falcons will be looking at a, a defensive tackle. You know, you can look on the depth chart that we have online. We'll do an updated one here after talking to Coach Dan. Uh, we know that um, who the returners are. It's Justin Hardy. Um. On uh, punts and Marvin Hall, and then on kickoffs is Justin Hardy and Reggie Davis. They, they, uh, we've been hearing a lot about Marvin Hall, and Reggie Davis this off season from Coach Dan. So uh, he wants to see if their Plan D the developmental program have pushed those guys along to, to where they can contribute to the team and uh, have a great off season although we do expect the Falcons to draft uh, some wide receivers and certainly bring some in through the uh, college uh, free agency route. So those are just a couple things we got coming up for you at MyAJC.com and AJC.com, the draft series. Uh, we always enjoy putting that together, ranking these uh, prospective players and providing you some some issues and content and some insight from the Falcons on how they plan to operate on April the 26th through the 28th. Just like to wrap up here today, this is dear Lando Ledbetter of the Atlanta Journal-Constitution, wrapping up the 49th episode of the Bowtie Chronicles podcast, everything you need to know about the Atlanta Falcons, and we certainly uh, thank you all for subscribing and downloading And uh, picking us up on iTunes and your other podcast platforms. Take care and have a great rest of the week. Hip hop is a product of black people, it's a product of black
1: song and celebration.
0: The Atlanta Journal Constitution presents Hip hop's most pulled elements are pulled from the South, a southern hip hop store. We always go back to that moment of the Source Awards. Everybody wants a rhythm, but they don't want your blues. The
1: biggest names in hip-hop. Atlanta is still the mecca for hip-hop. 50 years. No one can deny. One film. The power of the South now. The South got something to say. Streaming now at AJC.com slash hip-hop.